That's a good place to say hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is uh, something the Lord asked us to do. Uh, Whether you want to call it an impartation service or impartation Sunday, there there are things the Lord's asked us to pray. We prayed for the children. And uh, I want to look at a few things today as it concerns this. You can uh, turn to Luke chapter 3, and uh, we'll begin there. Uh, Impartation. I've learned much about it. There's still much to learn. But uh, some things were running around in my spirit concerning this. And... uh, one thing was, for instance, uh, this evening, you know, Pastor Caldwell will be with us and be ministering the word. Well, impartation is going to occur. Well, he may not lay hands on anybody. Matter of fact, probably won't. But here's the thing. Impartation can occur through the laying on of hands. It can occur through being in the presence of of a person it can occur through conversation and it can occur through hearing that person minister impartation hallelujah see everything that you hear everything that you read everything that you give your ear to or your eye to is imparting something What the world imparts is fear, unbelief, hallelujah. That's that's why I keep saying the things of the world, that's not our flow. Our flow is the flow of the Spirit. What's the Spirit saying? You know, I've I've read the Bible through I don't know how many times, and never once do I hear, it's reading the Bible where it says, "Let let, let the people hear what the world's saying. It says, hear what the Spirit's saying. What is the Spirit saying? I don't need anything that's trying to counter what the Spirit's saying. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. My pastor said this about impartation. He said, without impartation, a thing dies. But with impartation, it lives. Without impartation, a thing dies. But with impartation, it lives. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. I was in uh, Tucson, Arizona, at an FCF conference, and... uh, one of the speakers in the morning session, they, they came in, they were, matter of fact, they were the main speaker, and it was a young lady, and uh, she came in, and you could just see there was an evidential uh, glow of the Spirit on her. It's just when she walked in the room, it was evident, and uh, she came in and was talking about an uh, a, uh, encounter that she had had that, ev- that last evening with the Lord, and the Lord had shared something with her. And the Lord had shared some of the things that uh, 
concerning impartation. And uh, one of the things she said was this. She said, our fathers are not supposed to give us church growth strategies. They're supposed to impart into us the things of the Spirit so that we can accomplish all God has called us to do. It's a concept of impartation. Hallelujah. I've, I've watched people every year, Pastor Michelle and I go to a KCM Ministers Conference. And I don't say that for any other reason, just say the Lord began dealing with us years ago to go and we've been going. And, uh, uh, you know, you never hear church growth strategies. You never hear how to build your church. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. But here's the point. You know what happens? Impartation from the fathers in the faith is given to every person there. If they'll take it. If they'll receive it. Hallelujah. Pastors run from conference to conference to try to find out seven points, seven ways to build their church, how to build your church with youth ministry, how to build your church with kids ministry, how to build your church with praise and worship. I've even heard conferences, how to build your church with guest ministers. None of those things build a church. What builds a church is, number one, the Word, and secondly, the Spirit. If you've got the Word and the Spirit, the church will grow because that's what gives people spiritual sustenance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Hagin made a statement one time. He was praying, asking the Lord about power. And he asked the Lord, he said, he he was talking about power. I've been asking the Lord that, that question. So I've been going back and listening, here you go, to my fathers. Not my peers. My fathers. My fathers have the answer. I looked at one of my children one time, and they said, well, Dad, you think you're smarter than me. I said, I am. And they said, well, what makes you think that? I said, I got 30 years on you. I have to be smarter than you. I've lived longer. I know more than you. I've lived longer. That's why I'm very cognizant of my elders. When an elder says something to me that doesn't even make sense, I listen Because they've lived a lot longer than I have. If you've been married five years and somebody married 60 is giving you advice, shut your mouth and listen. Your little old podunk five-year marriage is nothing in comparison to somebody that's walked with one man and one woman for 60 years and is still in love. There's impartation about to occur. And and Brother Hagin made the statement. He said... uh, he said, I know how to have those meetings like they had in the 50, 40s and 50s when, with the power of God and people jumping out of wheelchairs. He said, I know how to have them. He said, all, I, all you have to do is spend all day in your room just praying and studying and fasting. And he said, the power will show up. He said, but here's the problem. If there's no word, nothing will, it won't keep. You can get healed here today. But then you can't just go back to what you were doing. you got to keep coming back here and, or the church that you go to and get the Word in you so you can keep what God gave you. Amen. How, how many know when you get married, you did something to get her? 
Now, you got to do something to keep her. Is that right? I said, is that right? you you got to learn how to walk in love. you got to learn how to be the husband that gives himself as Christ gives. How do you learn that? You learn that by impartation, either from your fathers in the faith or the Word of God. There are things that God wants to pour into the church that only the fathers that have got us to where we're at can help us move forward in through impartation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's not imp- I, I don't, if, if you read Pastor's book, uh, Saving Our Cities, people will read that and they read it wrong. Because he's not outlining programs to build your church. There are spiritual principles in there. Integrity, faithfulness, longevity, commitment. Every chapter has a spiritual foundation to what caused something to happen. He said when God spoke to him and told him to start the first full-powered television station in Ar- Christian television station in Arkansas, he talked to the church and said it's going to require our faithfulness. It's going to require us doing our part where our integrity is concerned so that God can trust us with this window, this door that he's giving us into our state. There are opportunities that God's going to give our church and give us as believers, give us as faith builders into our state, into our nation, into our world. And we've got to settle right now. We're going to be faithful with what God has given us so that we can walk through the doors that he brings us. That's why the last thing you ever want to do in 24 years of full-time pastoring, I've never, ever, 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 my wife is here and can witness. Jim Molson has been with me a lot of those years. He can witness. I've never one time called my church small. If you call my church small, I will look at you like you have a third eye. Because some bigness was imparted into me. I don't look at what God's doing as small. What God's doing is big. What God's doing is large. Lives are being changed. Hearts are being transformed. Minds are being renewed. Bodies are being healed. Families are being restored. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory. Mm. Hallelujah. So we don't need to try to invent the wheel. We need to just take what worked for our fathers and apply it to what we're doing. Hallelujah. Why? It'll work the same for us as it did for them. I've told my pastor on time, time and time again, Pastor, I'm just listening to you. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. Why should I reinvent the wheel? Well, you got to do what God told you. I am doing what God told me. Hallelujah. We cannot go on without what our Father sacrificed to bring into our lives. Hallelujah. Can't go on without what our Father sacrificed to bring into our lives and our ministries. Because here's the issue. Without that, we'll begin to enter the fields of the fatherless. 
And the Bible says when that occurs, a curse comes on you. Because that wasn't for the person with a heritage. That was for a person that had no heritage. And God was good and gracious and gave them the opportunity to have that. But he said, if you've got a heritage, if you've got a father, you've got the whole field, not just the corner. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The definition that the Lord gave me for impartation. Now, this is what he gave me. You won't find it in the dictionary. This is the definition he gave me. Impartation is the transfer of some spiritual endowment from one individual to another. The impartation or the transferal of some spiritual endowment from one individual to another. Now, you're right there in the book of Luke, chapter 3. We want to look at verse 11. Spiritual things are tangible and transferable. The things of the Spirit are more real than the things of the natural. They're more tangible. And they are transferable. Hallelujah. The word impart is used twice in the New Testament. And in both instances, it means to give over, to share, or to impart. Give over, to share, or to impart. Now, in the book of Luke, chapter 3, and verse 11, we see this concept of impartation uh, spelled out very clearly. Jesus answered and said unto them, He that has two coats, let him impart to him that hath none. And he that hath meat, let him do likewise. So he's saying, notice, if you have two coats and somebody doesn't have one, give one of what you got to him. That's the concept drawn out perfectly. Something that I have, I'm going to give to you. Right? When Jesus left, what did he say? He said, in the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And he said, the peace that I'm leaving with you is my peace. I leave my peace with you. So what did he do? He imparted his peace into them. Hallelujah. So taking some of what is possessed and transferring it to another. Look at Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1 and verse 11. Glory to God. Romans 1 and 11, Paul made this statement. He said, for I long to see you, want to see your face, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that you will be established. Hallelujah. So Paul said the results of impartation would be establishment. Establishment. Now, this is interesting because establish, that word establish, it means to set fast, to set fast, to turn resolutely in a certain direction, to set fast, to turn resolutely in a certain direction, or to strengthen. It means to set fast, to turn resolutely in a certain direction, or to strengthen. 
So that tells us a couple things. It tells us what can happen, and it tells us that there are certain things that these things might not happen without impartation. Oh, hallelujah. So through impartation, there are things that can be set fast in my life. Giftings, callings, anointings. Hallelujah. You know, when, 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 I, when people make the statement, they say, well, I don't just receive what anybody says. There's a reason. There's a reason behind that. That's not arrogance. It's not prideful. I trust God to speak to my fathers. And I trust them to speak to me. Now, I hear from God for myself, but you understand. Hallelujah. When, uh, for instance, when uh, I was an associate pastor, assistant pastor at a church in Kansas City, Kansas, well, I had known for months that I was a pastor. I knew it. I just had the equipment. I had the tool belt. Right? But, but, you know, nobody recognized that. Maybe my wife, probably. But nobody recognized it. The, the pastor of the church we were going to, she was, she was ill, and, and it wasn't in, for any reason other reason than just she was sick. And, and she couldn't minister, so she had me doing all the ministering. But she had me doing all the ministering, not because she thought I was a pastor, but because I could preach. And I wanted to preach. Right? But one Saturday morning, early... I was getting up to get about the day, and when my feet hit the floor, I just knew. I heard in my spirit, you're a pastor. Well, now, I knew it. Nobody else knew it. That day, the phone rang, and it was somebody with a voice into my life, and they said, I was praying about you today, and the Lord spoke to me and said, you're a pastor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, something's being set firm on the inside of me. Hallelujah. When, uh, when, uh, when uh, God began to deal with us to do what he's dealing with us to do with our fellowship, I, I heard these words. And I, and I don't know that I've ever shared this publicly, but I heard these words. I heard there's an apostolic anointing coming on your life and ministry. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not one of those people that thinks, you know, to be really powerful, I got to be an apostle or I got to be a prophet. Those are just one of five ministerial gifts that God has given the church, not the person. The church. If somebody's a prophet, they're a gift for you. If they're a pastor, they're a gift for you, not a gift for themselves. You know, that prophetic anointing that you can walk in, it's not going to work to show you what to do if you ignore the leading of the Holy Spirit. you got to depend on the Holy Spirit. You can't depend on your gift. Well, I, I said nothing to nobody when the Lord started dealing with me about it. I've had people say things, but when the Lord started dealing with me about it. Hallelujah. And I was sitting right there in that chair Pat Harrison was ministering right here, and she looked at me on a Sunday morning, and she said, the callings on your life are apostle, pastor, or pastor, uh, apostle, pastor, and teacher. 
I never told anybody that. Now that doesn't change anything that I'm doing. But what just happened? I got an impartation. I got an empowerment, notice, that sets some things fast. It, it sets the issue. This is the direction we're going. Right? Because you've got to understand, if, if you're a, a, a father or a husband in here, your home, there's things it can't move past if you don't get what you need. That's, that's why you don't want to be hanging around with the fellas. And talking to Pookie and Ray Ray and all them all day. And, and uh, Ramon and Billy Bob about what you need to be doing. And you need to be hanging out with some of the older brethren at the church. Getting an impartation about how to be the man that God's called you to be. And if you're a young lady looking for a man. If, if you don't see him here, he's in the wrong place. Because you, you, right? He's he's he's. You're not gonna find him down at Shug's Five and Dime, right? And 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 girls aren't supposed to be looking for boys anyway. The Bible says when a man finds a wife, he's found a good thing. That's just impartation. I'm just helping you. Hallelujah. I mean, I walked into church and wasn't even looking. A good woman was the farthest thing from my mind. I was done with women. Not because I'm like that, but because, because there they, they had been problems. Amen. And I walked in and there was my good thing sitting on the front row. I didn't even know my good thing was there, but there she was. And you know what, Brother David? Just one look. That's all it took. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, and I looked again. Yeah, come on. I looked again. You know. You, you understand? You understand? <laughs> she came walking up in that gas station. You knew, right? Hallelujah. Well, Pastor, what's that got to do with impartation? Because, because you, 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 you got to understand. When you come... And, and you're in the church, and you're in the local church, you're getting something. You'll become a better husband just coming to church. You'll become a better wife just coming to church. Yeah, you'll have to work on it, but in the middle of the sermon, just like it just happened here, in the middle of the sermon, the man of God, the woman of God, will take a rabbit trail and say something that is your exact answer. And people say, oh, well, that was good. No, that was impartation. You got something, and then you had to work for it. Just had to show up. Oh, glory to God. Whew. I want to see your face. Amen. Remember when Food Lens was open? Yeah. Pastor Larry's like, he's a Food Lens man. I do. Oh, I do. You just had to walk in and Food Lens had it out. It was there. Every time you come through the door of the church, it's just here. It's here. It's here. It's available. Every time you walk into the door of the church, the potential for your life to change is there. It's 
present. Amen. And Paul said, when I see your face, I'm going to impart into you some spiritual gift. Now, people will say, well, that means he was going to work in the gifts. No, 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 no. He said, I'm going to impart some spiritual gift, some charis, some special grace into your life so that it will result in you being established. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. Through impartation, there are things that can be resolutely turned in a certain direction. Oh, hallelujah. Resolutely turned in a certain direction. Things can change. Hallelujah. Right now, that thing that needs to turn is turning. Because you're receiving it. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory. Amen. Have you ever come to church not knowing what to do and left knowing just what to do? Because something turned. Has something ever looked impossible and you came to Sunday morning service and went home and came back to Sunday night service and then Sunday morning you got something, Sunday night you got something, Monday you got up and it changed. Oh, glory. Why? Well, God did that. God imparted something to you from the atmosphere that you were in. Oh, hallelujah. There are things that can be strengthened. I talked about marriage. Right now this morning, your marriage is being strengthened. Your, 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 your belief in what God's called you to do is being strengthened. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. There's a uh, spiritual supply within the one imparting for the one being imparted to. Look over at the book of Numbers, chapter 27. Numbers, chapter 27. And uh, uh, we should start around verse 15. And we'll just read down a few verses. Am I helping you this morning? It says here in Numbers 27, 15, Moses spake unto the Lord, saying, Let the Lord, the God of all of, of the spirits of all flesh, send a man over the congregation. Now, right, hold it right there in verse 17. The, the next verse, please. Now, he's about to, to, to leave. He knows he's about to leave. And he says, I want you to set a man over the congregation. Notice, that may go out before them and go in before them, which may lead them out and which may bring them in. That the congregation of the Lord be not as sheep, which has no shepherd. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, Verse 18, and the Lord said to Moses, take Joshua. The son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit. Now, hold on right there. So Joshua's already got something. But he doesn't have what he's about to get. Right? He's got something, but he doesn't have what he's about to get. But why? Because his his role is about to shift. And for the role to shift, there has to be more given. And the only way he can get more is to get it from the one who's carrying what he wants. And notice, lay your 
hand on him. Verse 19. And set him before Eleazar the priest and before all the congregation and give him a charge in their sight. And you shall put, notice, remember uh, Luke chapter 3 verse 11. If he, you have two coats, give to him that has none. You shall put some of your, that honor belongs to you. Well, where did he get it? From God. God gave Moses that honor. And he said, now you take your honor and you put it up on him. That all the congregation of Israel may be obedient. Now, if we can skip down to verse 23. Oh, hallelujah. And he laid his hands upon him and gave him a charge as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses. So notice, laying hands was the means or the channel for the impartation to occur. We know Joshua was already leading. He was already talented. He already had, the Bible says, the spirit in him. He was gifted, yet there was something missing that impartation could provide. Oh, hallelujah. What I'm building towards is whatever God does today, you're going to receive what you need. Not, not because of the person, but because of what God promised concerning that. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's, that's what God was telling uh, e Elisha through Elijah. We've kind of confused that and complicated it. They were walking along the road, and Elijah, Elijah said, uh, tell me, what should I do for you before I'm taken? He said, I want a double portion of your spirit. Well, that was simply the anointing needed to carry on and do what he was called to do. I've had people say, well, you know, double portion of the anointing and a double portion of his spirit are two different things. No, they're not. I, I need what you have, and I need more to do what I need to do. Hallelujah. Now, notice this. 2 Timothy 1. We're not going to be with you in front of you much longer. I don't think. You know, impartation is such a uh, vital thing in my life. Hallelujah. You know, I remember those moments. I remember one time I was in uh, Tulsa. I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma at uh, uh, FCF conference. Uh, there at, uh, used to be Father's House Church. I don't, I don't think the church is there any longer. Uh, but uh, pastor was one of the one of the ministers, one of the speakers, and it was a morning service, and uh, uh, the Holy Spirit just began to move very strongly, and uh, uh, you know I've 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 been in enough meetings with him to recognize when that anointing begins to flow, and uh, most generally I'll walk with him and pray with people. 
uh, and for people. He'll pray for them, and I'm, I'm there. But here's my point that I'm making. Is uh, that anointing begin to flow, and he prayed for a couple of people. And uh, I was sitting probably four rows back, uh, you know, uh, on the end, so I could be there if there was something needed. And uh, uh, he, uh, he motioned for me to come up front. And when I did, he grabbed my hands. And he began to speak over and into my life and, and, and speak the strength into me to do what God had called me to do. Hallelujah. I didn't ask for that. But now watch. Where was I at? In the room where he was. Hallelujah. As a, a faith builder, as a person that says this is my home church. If, if you're visiting today, it can be your home church. But here's the point. As a, as a faith builder, there are things that you have legal right to because of where you place your commitment. Now, I'm, I'm saying this for a reason. So somebody snapped a picture of that moment when he grabbed my hand and began to speak over me. Well, uh, Ron Poole, y'all know Ron, he found it and sent it to me. Well, I had, it, I had it blown up and put in a real nice frame and matted because that's a moment that something changed in my life. This is a moment this morning when something's going to change. It's going to be a marker moment when you look back and you say that changed at that moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Timothy, second Timothy, excuse me, second Timothy one. And uh, we'll read, start in verse 5. Oh, hallelujah. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in you that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded in you also. Wherefore, now notice, he says, I see that faith that was there in your grandmother and in your mother and then there's the word wherefore. And because of that, here's what he's saying. I know there's something in you. And I'm reminding you to stir it up. So this wasn't the first time that Paul had told him to stir up the gift. Why? Because he says, I'm putting you in remembrance of it. That what? That you stir up the gift of God which is in you by the putting on of my hands. Watch the next word. The next word of the next verse. For. Now notice that. Something's working against this gift. I put you in remembrance to stir up the gift that's in you by the laying on of my hands. For. Because. God's not given us a spirit of fear. So evidently. A spirit of fear is coming against Timothy. And Paul says, Timothy, the answer to what you're dealing with is stir up what you got when I laid hands on you. Because when I laid hands on you, you didn't get a spirit of fear. And you didn't get a spirit of timidity. But you got a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. The Amplified Bible says, this is why I would remind you to stir up. 
rekindle the embers of, fan the flame of, keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you by means of laying on of my hands with those of the elders at your ordination. God did not give us a spirit of timidity and cowardice, of craving and cringing and fawning fear, but he's given us a spirit of power and of love and of a calm, well-balanced mind and disciplined self-control. So what God gave has to be stirred up. Hallelujah. You got, you got to stop and intentionally stir it up. Now, people say, how do you do that? You know, and some will say, well, speaking in tongues and, and, and praying in the Holy Ghost. That's certainly true. I'm not, I'm not saying that's not right. But what I'm saying is you've got to make an intentional effort. Now, Lord, I'm stirring this up. I'm stirring up these rivers on the inside of me. Hallelujah. Lord, that was imparted into me. I just stir it up and then I know what to do. I know what to do because wisdom was imparted into me. Number one, Jesus has been made wisdom to me. Number two, hands were laid on me. I received wisdom for the task at hand. Glory to God. I have that impartation. So notice, all of these things have to be stirred up. Spirit of power, spirit of love, spirit of a calm, well-balanced mind. They can all be stirred up. Hallelujah. So there are things to be set fast. There are things to be resolutely turned. I'm telling you, there are things that have been, you've been dealing with, and I'm telling you, under the unction of the Holy Spirit, and you do whatever you want, you can mark down the time. It is uh, 1125 on August 7th. Is that right? 10500 Markham Street, city of Little Rock, Arkansas, suite 110. If you look around, you can tell who you're sitting by. If you don't know who they are, they're a man or a woman. But here, 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 here's, here's the point. I'm telling you to mark it down because there are things that you came in here dealing with that don't seem to turn. They're turning today. And hear me, you will deal with them no more. Forever. Hallelujah. Jim Molson sitting right here on the on the uh, the front row. Now when Jim's sitting down, he's six foot two. <laughs> Hallelujah. Carrie was believing God for him, believing God for him to get saved, and you know it just seemed like he was going the other way just to spite her. He would come to church, and you talk about an arrogant guy. He would walk in that door just, just like, don't talk to me. And leave his wallet in the car so he wouldn't have to give. He, he would take Gracie, their, their daughter, which is now a young lady, thinking about getting married, I think, uh, was what, three, four, something like that, five maybe. And he would set her on his lap so that he wouldn't have to mess with nobody. Yeah, it's true. And Carrie was praying. She was in, Everybody was praying for him. I mean, the prayer team was praying for him. Everybody. If she knew you for five minutes, pray for my husband. He's, he's a heathen. He needs to get saved. But, man, we were praying. We were believing. Now, Jim was always a nice man. Don't misunderstand. But that, that, that's where he was. Hallelujah. One day I was ministering. 
I think it was a Sunday morning. And I said, you know, you can be the kind of dad that goes home, sits in the recliner, and smokes cigarettes and drinks beer, and then wonder why your kids, you know, don't have any influence in their life. And Gracie looked and said, that's you. And I, hallelujah. <laughs> but here, here's the point. Listen, he, he would come on Sunday morning, wouldn't come any other time. She came on Sunday night. On Sunday night, I was ministering. I wasn't, we weren't even talking about salvation. We, weren't, we, had, we had a time of prayer, people to come up to pray. And the Lord said to her, the Lord said to her, he said, don't pray for him anymore. I looked at her, the Lord said, don't pray for him anymore. He said, the Lord said, if you will quit praying for him, I'll save him. Did he give a time? He said, in two weeks, I'll save him. You were there, weren't you? And, and, and you heard that. And you said, oh, <laughs> hallelujah. Now, you can help me. I know it was two weeks. Was it exactly two weeks? I believe it was exactly two weeks later on a Sunday night. The praise team started singing a song. And from the back, I saw that Kansas Jayhawk stand up. And he walked to the front by himself, got on his knees, and gave his life to Jesus. Hallelujah. See, it looked like it wasn't going to change. It looked like this isn't going to change. But she just kept coming where the sustenance was, where the victory was, and God was able to say some things that broke down a wall. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. About two months later, he was the head usher. Out of necessity, but nonetheless. Hallelujah. Remember what the man of God said, talking about the Egyptians that had oppressed the people of Israel for 430 years? And he made the statement. He said, because you will see the face of these Egyptians no more forever. God's not just going to give you a reprieve and then it come back. It's going and staying gone. In the name of Jesus. Well, I have a uh, schedule the Lord's given me. We prayed for the children, the children's workers. I need to pray right now for any young men that will let me pray for you. And when I say young men, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking, you know, 17 to 35 or 40. If you're here and you would let me pray for you, just get out of your seat and come to the front, please. If, if that's your age group, please come to the front. Let me pray for you. We are directed by the Lord. Hallelujah. Anyone else? You're between those ages. Please don't, please don't hesitate for any reason. God's not, not going to tell anybody anything. There's something the Lord wants to give you this morning. Hallelujah. There's something the Lord wants to give you this morning. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Father, you said in your word, you said in writing to the 
pastor Timothy through the Apostle Paul, the Holy Spirit said, he said, he said, I write to the older men because they've known the truth. And he said, I'm writing to you young men because you're strong. Oh, Father, I thank you for this generation that stands here before me. I thank you, Father, that they are the face of what you're going to do. I thank you, Father, that they are the leaders in their home, in their families, in their future families. Father, I thank you that that same tenacity, Father, that you've placed in my spirit will be imparted into their spirit. Father, that they'll have that to draw on, that they'll have that to draw from. And Lord, I declare over their lives in the name of Jesus, they shall never be the same. Father, in the name of Jesus, receive. Ah, oh, receive. In the name of Jesus. Ha, ah, receive. Yeah, in the name. Oh, what you don't know, I'll show you. What you don't know, I'll teach you. Don't worry about that. Because you say that sometimes. Well, you know, I don't know. Well, don't worry about it. I'll teach you. I'll show you. It'll be okay. Oh, hallelujah. Ah, hey, hey. Receive. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, the next group the Lord has asked me to pray for, Pastor Michelle is going to come and help me. Hallelujah. Any, any ladies that want prayer, young ladies, middle age, whatever age, just come to the front. Just come to the front. Get up from where you're at and come to the front. Don't, don't waste the moment. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. You might need a microphone. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just pray today, oh, Father, over these women of God, Father, that there would be answers, answers, answers in the name of Jesus, direction, directional shifts, oh, yes, Lord, I'll say that, worth, that worth would be magnified, that they would see how precious they are in your sight as their father. Oh, we thank you. Oh, we thank you. Oh, we thank you. Oh, we thank you. Oh, ta. Ha, ha, ha.
Oh,
Abundance to swim in. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. If uh, this next call is, if you are here today, you're uh, licensed with our fellowship, either, you know, exhorter, pastor, whatever, you're a minister, you're licensed with our fellowship. Would you come to the front this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, ta shekete. Oh, shiatapako. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. There you are. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, I lay hands upon these today, these men and women of God. And Father, I thank you that those giftings, those callings, those anointings that are within them, that Father, as we lay hands on them, it will be a, it will be a, accelerant to those things i speak over them revelation i speak over them father understanding and wisdom father as these are some of the elders of this body and father i lay hands on them and set them in this position father 
that they would have answers and understanding and wisdom to help guide the affairs of the things of God. Oh, Father, thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ah, come with me. You need to remind her. We're going to pray for her for this wisdom and understanding. But the Lord told you something, a new name for Kara. Father, in the name of Jesus. Mm, guilt and shame will go at last. There'll be no memory of your past. So throw the scrapbook away. Right here on this Sunday, it's a brand new day. Because you can't, I'll dance for you. Because you can't, I'll spin a little too. This is you and what you'll do. The past is gone, the new has come. Oh, hallelujah. Your husband will say what happened to you. Oh, glory. I'm stirring it up, that's what I'm going to do. Esha. And here's your daughter's new name. We'll say it again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If uh, you're dealing with any aspect of fear, fear in any area, now this requires honesty. If, if there's things that are bombarding your mind, trying to make you afraid, trying to oppress you, trying to twist things just get out of your chair come to the front today just get out of your chair come to the front here's one there's there's others there's others just just come to the front oh hallelujah <laughs> you know something i this just keeps coming up to me what people think is irrelevant you know what i'm saying God doesn't look at things in our lives and act like certain things never happened. But he looks at them and he says, I've forgiven that and it's forgotten. I can't ever think what will people think. I've got to be focused on what he thinks. You hear me? And you're loved and you're cared for. Uh, from God and from God's people. Oh, hallelujah. Here it goes, brother. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're not going to be on that worry street no more. Fear is leaving. I've opened the door. It's going to go quick. It's going to go fast. You're going to shout and rejoice and say, I'm free at last. <laughs> oh. mm. My plan, my plan, my plan. That's what's going to occur. Oh, hallelujah. You've stood the test. You've stood the test. You've stood the test. Now the reward is surely yours. Be free from all fear. 
Ota Shemango Mumbreste. Where I brought you from is your testimony. Where I'm taking you to is the rest of your testimony. There's going to be a change in you. Going to be a change in you. Loosen it in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Sing a new song, sing a new song. Oh, sing a new song. Give it over, give it to me. That's when you're going to really see what I can do, what I have done, it's just begun. What I can do, what I've done, it's just begun. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, what they said is going to melt away like the dew on the grass on a summer day. It's going to look like it's there, but five minutes later it's gone. Get ready today, I give you a brand new song. Ah, seka nesha kunda seke. Ah, ha You've stood and you prayed, you've stood and you prayed. And every time the Lord's made a way, you've stood and you prayed. And every time the Lord's made a way. Mm. Hallelujah. You got to know that unmovable thing has come up against my undefeatable word. It's going to break. It's going to shatter. It's going to go away. Ha, be free. Be free. Hallelujah, be free. Be free. There's more to say to you about what the Lord is wanting to do. (laughs) In the process of time, things might get a little tense. You just hold the line. Just hold the line. Just hold the line. Just hold the line. Hmm. And it'll come through, it'll come through, it'll come through, whew, hey, hey. hallelujah, ha, ha, now you've seen so many things in your years in walking with the Lord. Seen so many miracles and victories and so much more. Hallelujah. But now you're entering into a time of rest and peace. 
and rest and peace better than ever before. Oh, and the Lord's speaking to you. And there's things he's saying to you. And you even said, Lord, you're saying this to me at this time in my life, at this age. Yep. And I'm going to keep speaking to you. And as you share what I'm saying, you'll see it come to pass. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. You know, now y'all may know this, you're all family. The Lord, he said to direct this to y'all specifically. And Miss Goodnight's about you. The Lord has preserved her as a witness and a testimony. Because there's things she's seen God do that many people never even thought of. And the Lord preserved her. And, and you watch. Before you're home going, there's going to be people that see the goodness of God in your life. And they're going to give their lives to Jesus. Because the Lord says to tell you, well done. You, you've been a faithful witness to my goodness. And as you continue to do so, I'll pour it out on you. In this time in your life, rest and ease and rest and ease. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. Hallelujah. Let's uh, take a moment. Let's just raise our hands this morning. Father, over every person, every person under the sound of my voice, Father, those we prayed for, those that we did not. Father, I speak over their lives right now in the name of Jesus. That spiritual endowment that they need to overcome. Father, those with physical conditions, I speak and tell them to be healed in the name of Jesus. Father, those that may be dealing with any heart ailment, I speak over your heart from that endowment that the Lord has placed in my life. And I tell you to be whole. In Jesus' name. And for your heart to be strong and well. And your days in the future will be greater than your days in the past. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll give the Lord a praise for that this morning. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I believe God. I believe God. Ooh. Let's stand up today, shall we? I believe we've done all the Lord asked us to do. Oh, hallelujah. Ha-ha. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I just want to check my heart that we've covered all the ground we should cover. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you're watching online, and you've never given your heart to Jesus. Today is the time and now is the hour. 
make him your Lord. Just simply ask him to be your Lord and your Savior. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you shall be saved. If you're under the sound of my voice here today, I looked, I didn't see anybody that I don't know that I believe is not saved. But if you're not, if perchance you're not, or you're backslidden, you're away from the Lord, just right now, tell the Lord, Lord, I come back. I want Jesus to be my Lord. Father, we thank you for that. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, don't forget this evening, 6 p.m., Pastor Carl will be ministering. We'll be going right into the Word tonight. Uh, just uh, the ministry of the Word. So as you show up, we'll begin uh, the Word. And uh, God's going to give us some things. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor before we're dismissed, look at him and say, Neighbor, I'm sure glad you came to church. And the vision of this church is to build people's faith and frame their world by the Word of God. And you and I will always be world changers. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this message. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request or want to share how this message has helped you, send us an email at main at buildfaith.net. This message and many more materials are available to you free of charge, can be found at buildfaith.net or at any of our location media stores. As always, keep the switch of faith turned on and build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God.